On October 30th, 2022, Zach and Hannah Smith arrived at Chili's for dinner and heard the sweet, sweet music of Baby Baby by Amy Grant playing outside as we approached the front door. And we thought to ourselves, this is Christian Girl Autumn. And welcome to um, the first Christian Girl Autumn of the Godfellas 2022 season. I'm, I'm Miss Hannah. I'm Mr. Zach. And I'm Mr. Mitch, waiting with bated breath for all of the other Christian Girl Autumn episodes you're going to release. That's very exciting. Yes. It's yes. our second annual Christian Girl Autumn. Nice. So it's been it's been going strong for many years. And you did it right, starting it off with two guys. So yeah, yeah. Well, we did that last good. year too. With, yeah, with Michael. So yeah, keep keep it alive. I it, that was weird for me to just say Michael and not Michael Williams. Hey, like I think we always refer to him as his. He's like a first and last name person. Sure. Well, in his own so words, like, he too can be your friend. That's true. I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Amen. So we uh, we thought for this first Christian Girl Autumn episode we would experiment with a new format of godfellas a little bit it's one that we've wanted to do for a while um and the idea just came to us the other night and it was like we gotta do it we gotta do it so hannah said text mitch immediately yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm honored thank you yeah well we we knew we needed fun people for this so Great. It's funny because I have no emotional connection to Amy Grant the way most Christians <laughs> do. So, well, I was going to be great. I was going to ask, what's your experience with Amy Grant? Yeah, my experience with Amy Grant is her many um, collaborations with Michael W. Smith. Uh, yes. So to me, it's like Allie and AJ. You can't split them up. They're just like yeah. two halves of one whole. Sure. Um, so I'm excited to hear her other offerings i'm aware she's a pretty big deal (laughs) some may say (laughs) some have said some some have said that uh you know she has a star on the hollywood walk of fame really yeah and she in this year was announced as a recipient of the kennedy center honors there should be a christian hollywood walk of fame like the the (laughs) The devil words road to Emmaus or something like that. (laughs) That's very good. Hers was the first Christian album to go platinum. It doesn't say which one, though. I mean, mean, it will somewhere, but I just have to look for it. Here's the thing I want to say before we get into the episode. She is a very good singer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, listening to this, like, even her bad songs, it's like she has very good breath control. She's, like, has a great tone to her voice. So she's she is very good at you know, some of what she does. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I you know, just gonna... loves Amy Grant. He loves her singing. <laughs> you know what album I actually unironically love is her one where she just does like hymns and stuff like that. That album yeah. is it's called like Tapestry. That one's good. Yeah. Is that really called Tapestry? Yeah. Cause she's on the Carol King like yeah. Tapestry covers album yeah she's a cover of it's too late and it honestly slaps like it's a really good cover um anyway we're talking about amy grant because we are gonna do a live listen like not a full listen because that would take a very long time here's the thing before you keep going though this album has 13 songs and it's only like 38 minutes oh so we we could we we won't but we I don't know if copyright would allow us to listen to the entire yeah. thing live, but um, we're going to test the limits for sure. <laughs> hey. hey. Um, and we're going to go back to Amy Grant's second album. It's her second. I know. It, I no, thought it was it, her first. I, no, it's her second studio album. Oh, after the self-titled Amy Grant. After Amy yeah. Grant, yes. Yeah, oh, you wow. can't count whatever the first one is ever. It's always like my Nashville demo, you know. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. And this came out in 1979. April 20th, 
1979. So how old was she? What? She was a, she was a teenager. She was 18 when Ooh. she recorded it. That can't be real. I think of her as like a 90s artist. Yeah, this is... Mitch, just wait till you hear this. It took her a while to find her. You're <laughs> telling me she was like doing music when like Rocky came out. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And like people were still mad at Jimmy Carter. Like... <laughs> Oh, who's this Amy Grant artist? (laughs) So tonight we will be listening to the 1979 album, My Father's Eyes. I I don't, I don't care for that as an as an album title. I'm not gonna lie, for a Christian album title. Here's one of the things about this album. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say right at the top is the fact that these songs were all written by 40 year old men is painfully obvious mm, mm. i don't like that even more i don't like the <laughs> idea of a 40 year old man writing you know what let's call it my father's eyes yeah well yeah. and she also had her um former husband gary chapman already writing on this so like from her like second album how much chapman, older is he than she uh i think he was I think he's three years older than okay. she is. No, that's not I was worried I, it was going to be like... Ten, no. <laughs> I'm going to ask the question we're all wanting to know the answer to. Any relation to famous Christian singer Stephen Curtis Chapman? I don't know, actually. I don't well, think this is so. the Gary Chapman that wrote the Love Languages book. Oh. Whoa. I think. Interesting. Oh. I think. Or is there a second Gary Chapman? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Who's to say? Who's to say? Not me. Yeah. Certainly not me without Wikipedia at my can side. Can I? Can I just say I, I could have be wrong? The, I could be wrong. I have, <laughs> wait, I have the Wikipedia up. Can I just say a couple of the people who are who are named? One is Lenny LeBlanc, who some of Great. our listeners might be familiar with, but there's also a background singer named Steve Chapman, which feels mm-hmm. <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> very mm-hmm. sneaky. Okay, it's not the same. Okay. Gary Chapman. Okay, good. good. That would be unsettling. crazy, right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so there's two Christian um, figures, both named Gary Chapman, which I find kind of weird, but not yeah. weird to me at all. It's a very like no. Midwestern, like Christiany, like you, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> this is my song, Gary. That's true. Gary Chapman is like the state of Indiana in the name. Like that's yeah. I don't know. There's tons of them out there, I'm sure. Where is Amy from again, originally? Ooh, um, hold on, I have her. By she the way, she was born in Georgia. I'm gonna drop the uh, the lyrics in the chat so that if you want to look at them at any point. Thank uh, you. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, should but should we get started? Yeah, we should. I've I've been spreading a lot of lies from the start. So um, <laughs> I've been slandering Amy's good name. I know. I'm sorry, Amy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Amy, if you'd like to come on the show. All right. Here is track one entitled Father's Eyes off the album My Father's Eyes. So we basically have heard the whole song at that point. 
I think within like 10 seconds, we kind of got the gist, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's very thing. indebted to the time. Wow. It yes. sounds very Jim Croce singer songwriter seventies to me. It does. I, yeah. Looking, looking, I was telling this to Hannah earlier, like the, the idea of the song being around, like to see people like God does is to be empathetic and compassionate and to find the good in things that I'm really on board with that kind of message the thing is if you've ever audience if you've ever seen the movie funny face it's about audrey hepburn and she's like works in a bookstore and she's so like unattractive but then someone finds her and makes her attractive which we all are like um no so when i'm reading these lyrics about like i'm a disappointment to my family and everybody thinks i suck i was like i don't think they do amy i don't think they do now obviously you know i don't want to i don't want to like shame like i I don't want to add any like bad light to her and and gary chapman's marriage because like i i have no idea right i'm simply an outsider that has no point of reference he is the sole songwriter yes he is on this song ew which i find kind of weird i find that weird gross i don't (laughs) like that no 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 (laughs) no it's, uh, it's a strange thing because it's like the opening song, yeah. you know what I mean? Which, li- listen, there's like this conversation about like Christian art versus like this conversation of just like artistry. The opening song, I feel like on your debut album or like your, you know, your real deal, like coming out should be like of a state. It should be a statement about you, right? You know, like it feels like it's an odd thing to be like, like you said, Zach. Yeah, like, yeah, I suck. But Jesus rocks. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Hannah and I were saying, like, how do you start an, an album? Because to me, I yeah. I get the idea of, like, start with something, like, maybe a little slower or whatever so that your next song can be, like, real hard hitting or what. And, like, that way, I don't know. I feel like if you start it too boppy, then there's no way your next song isn't going to be somewhat of a disappointment. But you could also write a better song. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I disagree. If you don't give me the first song, I'm starting to the album off. <laughs> and also, well, also, like, think about this is when this probably would have been either a cassette or a vinyl, so you couldn't skip this first song. You were, like, nah, stuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Father's Eyes is going to happen for another three and a half minutes, and you're going to sit through it. <laughs> you just... <laughs> but my mom loves this song she would play it in the car when i was growing up i was just gonna say doesn't this feel like the kind of song like a christian parent would make their kid listen to like (laughs) like listen to this it has a good message you better listen zachary do you hear it (laughs) well i was talking to my mother-in-law and like we were playing this album like as a as a bit and she was like i remember where i was when i heard this album for the first time and i was like wow okay all right so we're all wrong we're all wrong. <laughs> we're all wrong. Well, because yeah. I'm trying to think about like with that being indebted to the time period that you were saying, Mitch. Like, I wonder if like back then they're like, oh wow, she's really pushing. Because one of the things with Amy Grant, more so in the '90s, is that like she kind of like really broke out with her song. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was like kind of always there with with even something like this. Hmm. Yeah. It also just shows me how little Christian songwriting has changed in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this was a lot bigger in the 90s, especially, but like, so like, open the eyes of my heart, like, uh, like a lot of like, like physical, like metaphors, right? Like, the lungs of my spirit and the arms of the body, you know, and like, I don't know, <laughs> give me my father's eyes. I'm like, yeah, this just feels like every other Christian song I've heard, you know? Well, speaking of people who write music, let's get into the next song, Faith Walking People. Ooh. Well, it seems with you, there is something new every time I turn around. This I like, it has kind of a yacht rock feel. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Some kind of vibes. Start the album with this. I, uh-huh. Wolf. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, the brass. 
the production's great, actually. Is this Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> So this one has like three choruses. I'm like, oh, we're at the chorus. Oh, nope. Oh, you no, stopped right before the. Da, 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 I'm sorry. Da. I'll, I'll keep it going. This sounds like my Animal Crossing music, like when I'm wandering my island. <laughs> All right, you can pause it. <laughs> I mean, start down with that. Yeah, it's a way better vibe for sure. It, absolutely. Yeah. But Mitch has issues, though. I don't want to offend people of faith, right? Like, because I I'm a person of faith. Yeah. I just think these lyrics are like everything that troubles me about like the the yeah. brand of Christianity I was handed. It's like very like people are bad and you can't trust them. Your feelings are also bad. Don't listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Only listen to the Bible. That's the only thing. I'm like your feeling and your feelings and the people around you are also good barometers. Like I don't know, it's just like a weird culty vibe to me. Like very like no, yeah. Mm. Well, also like the lyrics are like very not flowy. So like cha 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 cha. Yeah, the meter is super weird. Yeah, agree. But again, like I think the songwriting there from a musical like standpoint is like yeah, this is good. Like with the horns and like this is more like. This yeah, you're right. Start the album with this. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And then Faith I feel like Walking it was Slim Pickens too, like musically back in the day for Christian music. Like you think back to the seventies, it was like Keith Green, who I love, but like, yeah. you know, like piano rock kind of thing. Like the production on this I thought was actually pretty lush. Yeah. For Christian music. I, I uh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And this was written by Amy and Brown Bannister, who's like <laughs> That's not his name. No, that's really his name. <laughs> I know. I know he says that is, but. Uh, I, he's just a big producer, but. <laughs> In the studio with Brown Bannister. <laughs> well, so we're going to skip the the next song. Uh, the Always the winner. Because, yeah. The it's winner just, takes it all. It's just whatever. But I really want to get into it. I want to spend a lot of time on this next song because mm-hmm. I think. I won't, I won't say anything. I won't say anything. But here it is. Those strings. <laughs> I'm walking down the aisle to this. <laughs> There's never been a doubt. But sometimes I feel afraid. This is not the Amy Grant vocal I know. No. It's very lilting, you know, like here. That always makes it okay. Yeah, it's very much like Obviously, like she still sounds beautiful, but it's not like her sound. Yet. No, it's breathy and yeah. like seventies. Yeah. Ooh. Sounds like it's talking about a romantic partner. Did you hear that? Yep. This has a little wow. disco vibe to it almost. Mm-hmm. You have put this love inside my heart. Okay, I actually love that chorus. Yes. Here's the thing. I'm a big like 70s fan, so I feel like if I wasn't aware of this album and I was just at a party at someone's house and this was on in the background, I'd be like, oh, nice. Yeah, and then when you tell me it's Amy Grant, I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you read the although the lyrics are less egregious on this one. I was gonna say they're the best written lyrics. I think yet. Yeah, they're just kind of simple. 
which I think is what makes them. Yeah, yeah, it makes it work. Better. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I, I mean, that there's never been a doubt. It's kind of like okay, whatever. But sometimes I feel afraid. It's like, oh, good, Amy. <laughs> Did she write this one or no? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. her banister, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> Brown Bannister sounds like a made-up villain name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Bannister. Um, He's listening. I know. Uh, Marie Tomlinson. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's a tired crit- critique, um, but it does sound very mushy-gushy, romantic, flowery language. About like, li- yeah. listen. I mean, and listen. I I dig it. I vibe with it. And I hate when people make that critique of like courtship songs where like, yeah. oh, you keep saying I love you. And I'm like, okay, grow up. But like, <laughs> it, it is a little bit like friends don't understand the love I have for you is a very like off kilter line for me when describing yeah. my relationship with Christ. It's going to get worse as the album goes on, though, by the way. I'm looking at the names of the people on that worked on this album. Yeah. Lenny LeBlanc, don't you know? Lenny LeBlanc. Chris, I can't. Chris Christian, which that is not his real name. That's sure. like the parents gave up. <laughs> I can't think of a name. They had like yeah. nine kids. Like, oh, one more. <laughs> okay, Chris. Oh, Chris. Whatever. <laughs> there was like Ezekiel, Second Samuel, Jeremiah. Like, come on, hon, stop asking me these questions. The game's on. can i just say i don't even want to have anything i just want to see mitch's reaction to the beginning of this next song all right i just want to see the reaction ready (laughs) welcome to 1776 (laughs) wow okay what The lyrics and the music don't match at all here. <laughs> Why did they choose this music? Wait, wait for the the chorus. Peter Pan get in there? Like, hey. This sounds like a well-produced, like, kids' Bible cartoon song, you know? You know? 100%. You know what it reminds me of, instrumentally? This is a very niche moment. Um, uh, in Rudolph's shiny new year, yeah. when they're visiting all the different <laughs> islands and they go to the, like, colonial island, that's exactly what I imagine as I hear that music. That's not niche at all. You're <laughs> preaching to me. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. Exactly what I hear. Yeah. Um, they, that was... they ripped that off. <laughs> yeah. No, they did. Uh, did Mar- Brown Bannister no. write the, I bet he... It, see? It's, it's Marty McCall and Megan Moorhead, and this is the only song they're on so for the wait, entire album. Here, I, I, so I wonder, is this like they were Amy's like camp counselors and this was like a fun little ditty they came up with and Amy was like, we have to, we have to put this what? one song from camp on there. Who who allowed camp counselors to write a ditty that says, I will wait for my bridegroom? Uh, many. I will Ma- many. give them my impatience. Oh, um, it almost reminds me it's before music videos, but you know how sometimes on an album, there's like a concept song yeah. where it's like, this is the thriller song on this album, right? Where it's like, we're doing a video to accompany it. That would make sense if they were like, this is going to be our America song, but <laughs> there's no video. Well, I remember when I was like a little boy, I had the idea of what a greatest hits album was. So I think I always just assumed that this was a greatest hits album because the songs are all over the place. Like, just think about that. Never give you up Lord and the uh, faith walking people. And this song are all on the same album. It's like, what, which I mean, I think that's, that's a trope you see in a lot of Christian music is that the albums musically are like all over the place. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, 
I don't want to talk trash about the great Stephen Curtis Chapman, but what if I told you that on the same album as The Great Adventure, there's him rapping with Toby Mac and DC Talk? Like, come on. I would say that's probably still true of Christian artists. There's not always the clearest sense of artistry. Yeah. And and I don't say that like just to be a jerk, but like, you know, any artist who's worth their salt. So it has like a specific point of view and perspective and niche and thing they do. Like, I feel like a lot of Christian music is like, we got these three kids from Indianapolis who are pretty good, you know, like they're pretty good singers and their worship band's great. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's never like, here's Amy Grant's point of view on the world. It's just yeah. like, she's a good singer. Well, and I feel like musically you either tend to get albums that are all over the place and therefore more memorable, or you get like some of like, I don't want to drag them cause I love them, but like some of Phil Wickham's earlier albums, it's like, all right, you've got 15 songs on here. Yeah. Nine of them stink and sound the same. <laughs> and like the other ones are are pretty good and maybe one is great, you know? And like that was a big thing. Like Tenth Avenue North, for instance. Like yeah, I would yeah. get four songs into all their albums, like, this is great. And then there's like the eight songs that no one's ever heard after that. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. go, Oh, okay, interesting. Also, listen, not to be controversial, but even for a seventies album we're pushing the limit on the la la la's right like how many more how many more la la la's they get on this album (laughs) i don't know actually i think there might be more so this is hannah's favorite song coming up oh i thought you meant the american one cold world that we're walking through lay down the burden of your it's not my favorite. It has my favorite story. <laughs> it's warm as toast. Excuse me? What have we done? Prepare to cringe, audience. Oh, yeah. Show your daddy where it hurts. Uh, <laughs> gross. Gross. Ew. I know canceled. it's canceled. is retroactively canceled. <laughs> oh. So when Zach and I were dating, he would play this. I ironically all the time while we were driving all the time and it was this one and one we'll get to later but i was singing it once trying to sing it because i guess just was stuck in my head and what did i i said lay lay down wait let's show show your your daddy daddy where it hurts and lay your daddy down Stop it. Stop it. This song is in a, like, if I heard someone singing this at church, I would call the police. I would call the police. <laughs> uh, but can we get back to the lyric I never noticed, which is the... It's warmest toast. It's, it's warm warmest toast. toast. Yeah. Lay down the burden of your heart, but it's warm as toast. Walking two by two. I, I'm so confused by it too because it's not even like they're doing an internal rhyme with like Holy Ghost or something. Like it says they chose the word toast. <laughs> Maybe Amy was like, but I really like toast. We need to fit it in somewhere. If you asked me to write like a hundred nouns that are warm, toast wouldn't be on that list. No. Wait, Hannah, who wrote this one? Oh, um, this has Gary Chapman written all over. No, it. Uh, Jesse Winchester. Ho. Someone with a rough relationship with his daddy. That's for sure. This is the only song he's on. Of, co- of course it is. Can what? I read some of the lyrics from verse two? Please do. It's a, fi- it's a fine, fine line betwixt love and hate. Why? It's tough to tell the two apart. None of that makes any lick of sense. <laughs> it's tough to tell love and hate apart? Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fine, fine line betwi- betwixt them betwixt i feel like some of these people were just like sick and they got in there and just started like writing stuff down and, and they were like yeah and when you think too that this is when some of the greatest albums of all time were written you know what i mean so christian music was catching up 
So I'll own my shame. I used to be a big fan of uh, the band The Wonder Years because their lyrics were very not poetic and it was just straight up like, I'm feeling mad today because my bike got ran over. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is good songwriting. Yeah. So I wonder if this was Amy's like, did they just use the word betwixt? <laughs> this is a good song. Yeah, who talks this way? Show your daddy where it hurts. <laughs> Jesse And let your daddy does. lift it. Not like, let your daddy... Well, no, it's good that they didn't say what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Well, I don't know. Like, what happens? You get a boo-boo, you're like, kiss it, right? Like, Uh-oh. So Anna. it's good that they didn't say that. That's yeah, well, good. Because there's a thing. What does lift it even mean? I would yeah, rather... Yeah, the lift it. Let's... Why isn't it like, put a, put a band, heal it? Yeah, let's go all the way. <laughs> if we're gonna it's be confusing, terrible. like, the phrase lift your, lifting burdens, I think, with, like, mm-hmm. show where her, the hurt is. Like, those ideas got yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wolf. What's this next one? I don't know. I don't like the the, the daddy god. No, that was... One we of all first... know someone who prays to daddy god <laughs> yeah. in public, and I... <laughs> I'm sorry if you've been in a room when someone prayed to Daddy God. <laughs> All right, this song. If you or a loved one has been in the room when someone's prayed to Daddy God. You may be eligible for financial compensation. Right, it's called JG Wentworth. <laughs> this one is called "You Were There." Great music here. Okay. This has Bannister Brown written all over it. Yeah, this is a bop. Yeah, this song... That was Brown Bannister, right? No. That was Stephanie Busada and David Stearman. Nice. Are these all? Who are these people? That it's she's Brown Bannister under another name. Yeah, it's like seventies names. Like, have you ever heard your parents tell a story and like, oh, I was hanging out with Guy Cliffrod from like the old Five and Dime? Like, no one had that name. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's my thing though that I'm thinking is like, uh, well, I guess that that I was gonna say why didn't Brown Bannister just write all the songs? But if he didn't write that one, I mean, we would have missed it. We would have missed it. That was the best song on the album by a lot. I would agree I would with say. that. Yeah. By a lot. I don't, for me, Never Give You Up has has the slight edge. Those are the those are the two best. Those are the pillars holding this album yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. This is the song I would like put that one on again, Mom and Dad in the car, please. Oh skip, yeah. Skip the Daddy God song. Get so you were there. <laughs> this one though is very like I don't even know. I, Okay, I guess when you get into the second verse, but that first verse, it's almost like a sneaky, like, what if we don't say God, and if we're normal people like this, we could throw this on the radio, and no one will know the difference. Honestly, I I know that's, like, something we've talked about a lot with Christian music, right, of, like, this idea of, like, just blending in and trying to make a mainstream appeal, but I think lyrically, sometimes when we're like, God, 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 it's a little bit like, not cringy, but like just um, bad songwriting. Like yeah. I would rather we just say like, you, like how do you actually talk to God? Do you say like God, 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 Daddy, God all the time? Or are you like, you know, yeah, I you're do, awesome. Yes. You know, <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for this great day. You rule. Hey, like how do you talk to God? I don't know. That's a great point. That's a very cogent point, Mitch. That is. I try yeah. sometimes. This one, this next song, I felt. I just feel like it's cheating. Ooh. Oh, sacred head, now would 
Well, this is a ham. Yeah. With grief and shame way down Now scornfully surrounded With thorns thine only so this one felt like we need to get a hymn on there. How are we going to make it sound good? Add some thunder and rain. <laughs> I sure really like it. <laughs> yeah. You like the thunder and the rain? Yeah. I mean, I feel, it feels like something you would like put on your like devotional time mix or something, you know, like that would just back in the day before we had better options. You yes. know what I mean? This would for sure. When the Honey Initiative releases their album, we're going to do two versions of every song. One with like a storm going on in the background and just the normal version. Yeah, I mean, Ryan the yeah. Collective did a whole campfire album where there was freaking like crackling fire in every song, and you're like, "Oh, oh yeah, thanks, Ryan the Collective." That's true. That's true. I don't mind it there though, but because it's also the vibe though. And again, back to like this album has no vibe. Could this be sexism? Could, Could that it be? This is? Could it no, be? I'm just <laughs> all right, this next song I don't remember. This is all that I need is you. Great. Immediately, no. Lord, you know it's been a busy day. <laughs> and I'm just what a terrible opening line. Yeah. I bones. I hope you'll understand if I don't pray. You're praying right now. Okay. <laughs> Why do I kid myself? You see my heart. The man I try so to know. And Lord, you see how very weak I am. Weak I am. When did Carmen come to fruition? Hey, when's the chorus going to drop? Never. There is no chorus. Is there no chorus on this one? No, it's just like this. I'm sorry. I don't want to pray, God. It's been a rough day. I I love the line, why do I kid myself? You see my heart. It reminds me of, there's a comedian who has a bit about uh, Tiny Dancer where it's like, I was a sculptor, but then again, no, like make up your song, your mind before you like write your song, right? That's how this feels. Why do I kid myself? So the writer on this is one person. Sir Elton John. Yeah. Um, It's Amy. Amy, stick to singing. The first... (laughs) single so she has wait let me look yeah she has three songs no sorry four songs that just she wrote on this album this is the second of them so there's two more coming oh no the first one we skipped it was always the winner so we skipped that one but yeah that one's not memorable at all so i mean should we play always the winner just for for the sake of context here's always the winner sure I don't want to talk yes. about the things we've been through. <laughs> You're always the center, baby. She's talking about Jesus? No. Wait. This is not about Jesus. Who's it about? Well, the the chorus says, it's always you're showing her the lady. Always the lady. You're full of yourself, you know, gone crazy. There was a time when you cared for their hearts and the need to show them love was tearing you apart. Is she pulling a bazan and doing a breakup song with the Lord and then getting back into it with never give you up, Lord? That would make more sense to me. I I don't think that is what she's doing, but that makes more sense than having nine songs about Jesus and one breakup song. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing about here's the thing about that song. So I no oh sorry yeah. So she goes on to say, but you changed, you know, become the star of the show. Now you got nothing to give. Where's the truth you once lived? You're just lonely. Don't you feel lonely? Turn out of the spotlight. I'm tired. Turn out of the spotlight. My mind will die. Lord, I'm crying. Oh, I'm to turn my gaze back, Lord, to you. 
You're the only one who knows me. Just mold me back to you. Don't date boys. So it's breaking up. And turning back to... Breaking up with, like, what? People and and making up with God? Because that's what every song has been about. Now, here's the thing about that song. I've hosted my fair share of, like, open mic nights and, like, songwriting sessions. And this is, like, every, like... And I'm not trying to, like, trash talk, like, young teens or anything. But, like, the melody and lyrics were, like, every, like, 14-year-old girl. Like, so I just broke up with my boyfriend who I thought we were going to get married. And here's my song about that. the one. Yeah, and it's just very, like, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so it sounds very much like that was her song. And then someone just added, like, some strings and some drums to it. So, I mean... I guess she lucked out that she had people to write faith walking people and never give you up and uh that but da, 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 you were there. It's wild because this is Amy Grant we're talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the biggest probably like commercial success for Christian Easily. music. Probably. Easily. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this next song comes with a story. My sister and I went to a music conservatory as children, and they had this thing called soloist night where we had to sing um, a vocal solo. Or if you played an instrument, you did that. But she and I were in the vocal track. The song that was assigned to her to sing in 2003, maybe, was this song. And uh, the lyrics are in the chat if we want to look at them. But uh, get, get ready. Fairy tale My life was just a fairy tale I was letting an illusion come into this heart of mine This is very loungy Yep Cabaret <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is my favorite ever. Yes. And then it, it repeats that same idea, basically. Ramon, you you chose this song, or my you sister a... chose this okay. song. Okay, yeah. cool. Wait, well, she no, no, chose it was or she was assigned. It was assigned to her. What we I came, so he wanted me to do the next song we're going to listen to on the album, but I brought my own song, which was "Only Hope" by Switchfoot, so I did not have to do it. But my sister ended up singing this one, and listen. Five-year-old Zach heard this song and was like, are they talking about Peter Pan? Yes, please. I'm in, yeah. Yeah. This one, I feel like singing-wise is maybe the most sneakily impressive. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like, it shows, like, she has chops. It's just very bananas, lyrically. (laughs) I don't want to, like... I feel like whenever I come on the show, it sounds like I'm not a Christian and I'm pretending I'm a Christian. I am a Christian. <laughs> I love Jesus with, with all my heart. It's just tone deaf to me to write a song called Fairy Tale that's like people who don't believe in God are living in a fairy tale land. Because <laughs> the criticism that people of faith face, right, is that like you are deluding yourself with an easy version of life, right? So yeah. it's just like it's weird it's weird it's it's like a christian writing a song called like bigot or something about people who aren't you know what i mean it's like you're the one that gets that criticism like what are you talking about Um, oh boy no that's a good point so now they wanted they were going to change the lyrics to make this work for like a young boy uh who was me 
And because th- this guy knew me and was like, this is a musical theater kid before I knew I was a musical theater kid. So he was like, he had his whole like choreographed thing planned out. And like, I was like, actually, I would love to sing this other song from this band that I like. But Mitch, I- again, I just want to see your reaction when this one gets going. Okay. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Feels like I'm getting a funnel cake down at Disney. <laughs> Giggle. <laughs> Excuse me. Still true. Daddy's always gonna love me. So just laugh. We have to let most of this song play for the this, lyrical content. The, it's like you said that the tones are just all over the place. Yeah. Cause I love you. Don't you know? This one is very musical theater to me. Yes. Verse one. When I see somebody crying, some person who's real me. Like doing a box step right now. She said. Yeah. Was the lyric saying like there's someone who stinks, but I have to I have to hug him just for shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. <laughs> Hannah, stop making the song good. Yeah. I'm not. You threw in that harmony and it tell me this doesn't make you want to like get a corn dog and walk down yeah. Main Street USA. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Okay, verse verse two is where it actually well, Shay, gets Amy, can you tell problematic. us a little more? Uh-oh. Oh, come on. Come on. But there's such a joy they're missing, saying God is not what they're saying <laughs> uh and then yeah it's observable science <laughs> um yeah very persecution complex yeah uh-huh exactly like the song being like giggle go ahead is, yeah you can laugh people at me don't, if you want people don't like me god yeah. <laughs> I also hate I hate the verse that's like, oh, I don't want to hug that kid because he smells bad. Maybe you don't have to hug people. Maybe that's not inherently Christian. Yeah, and maybe look inside your heart at the way you're judging people. Like, listen, yeah. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, it's very I'm better than you. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, let's just look at the let's just let's consider the lyrics for that that verse about like the boy when i see somebody crying some person who's real mean i want to walk right up to him i want to rock walk right by him but i'll stop for you dear lord but must i hug him real tight now he's he smells so bad i'll faint here's the is this like that flirt with some boys then they'll come to youth group and believe in jesus well, is this like yes, yeah, yes? Is this like a really bad stereotype about like bullies? Bullies are smelly and like whatever. Yeah, they, yeah. Like there's some sort of like trauma in their life that's like it can't be dealt with in a three minute song. That's like I feel like that's a stereotype though, right? Like it's always like the bully always smells bad, so mean, and then you find out like he's comes from a very traumatic. Doesn't justify anything, but like yeah, yeah. I feel like when this came out, there was probably like, they probably played this in like every youth group. Like, look at this cool teen, Amy. Y'all can be just like her. <laughs> I'm I'm just obsessed with the lyrics of the chorus. Well, giggle. Giggle if you want to, but I know it's still true. It's always going to love it. It's just like yeah. insane. insane. Jesus, but Jesus loving us is not why people are giggling in the context of the song. It's because Amy's being weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It really is. And because Amy is picking a fight with our teacher yeah. on evolution. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So did you know that one time we were cavemen and we lived in caves and now we live in homes? I I don't want to be too pushy, but um, God's not dead. <laughs> the Garden of Eden was in Jackson County, Missouri. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oy, 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 oy. Well, now we get into the grand finale of the album. Wait, no, there's two more songs. Never mind. This one. Oh, I forgot to say. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, you could talk over it. Go ahead. Giggle yeah. was written just by Amy Grant. Of course it yeah. was. Of course I can't believe I forgot to say that. Can you start the song over? Yeah. Do you think Amy with that one was like, I want to do like a musical theater number here. And they were like, yeah, yeah, sure. let yeah. me talk about school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> so we've had a great time at youth group tonight. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about something a little more serious. Yeah. You know, we have our time for pizza and Nerf. <laughs> like Why is this a duet? Because it's Colonel. Who's she singing with, Gary? I'm trying to find out. Or is she singing with, like, her dad? It was co-written by Bannister, so maybe... This is like 80% of the way to being a good worship chorus, actually. Yes. Who could ever be the love that you are? I think they're confused with what idea they're trying to impart. Why is this guy's name not anywhere? He preferred for it to be anonymous. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, did you find... Who is it? It's Brown. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like I've got to wonder, too. These are, like, famous last names. Like, uh, Lannister Brown? Is that Bannister no, Brown? First name Brown, 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 last name Bannister. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Because there's <laughs> yeah. a famous Christian songwriter named Brenton uh, Brown. Yeah, I, I thought that, too. The, yeah, no. no, this one, like, I like the guitar playing. It sounds nice. It's just, like... I don't know. We're coming off. The words off are just nothing. And, yeah. and you're coming off Google. The yeah. words are nothing. You know what I mean? You've got to impart some sort of idea. Yes. Yes. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And now our final song, Keep All It Going, right. by, by the lady herself. Yeah, she wrote this. She sounds older here. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not doing a Joni Mitchell impression with her singing right now. Oh, it's one of those. We're going to. This is the original Love on Top. We're going to keep changing the key. <laughs> Move on over the lion sleeps tonight. Lollipop, lollipop. Yeah. I don't think the key changes work. I don't think the song works. The end. I would just like to uh, shout out Lanny Avery, who on this song is credited for chords, spoons, snaps, snare drum, and jaw pops. Of course he is. Oh my gosh. This would be the one that like eight-year-old Mitch would ask for over and over and over again. Okay. Like I was like in love with The Longest Time by Billy Joel as a kid. Like that was my favorite stuff. So (laughs) yeah. That's how you end the album? 
Yeah, it almost feels like a skit that you should have yeah. like attached to the previous song. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, this is very popular in the '90s. It would be like the song would play for eight minutes, and then like a, a sneaky little skit would be in there at the end. Yep, mm-hmm. I that love those. Worked. Yeah, that could yeah. work. That's how we're ending "Father's Eyes." Everyone, okay, all right. Fine. Starts with a whimper, ends with a trip down the stairs. Father's <laughs> Eyes, the Amy Grant story. The story. Can I just say, I feel like it might seem like we've come down pretty hard on on the grant tonight. Um, but I just want to say, Hannah and I like exited our wedding to an Amy Grant song. Oh yeah. So I I actually love Heart in Motion. Yeah, we, that album. Yeah, like this song by Amy. Amy Grant. Yeah. Like this is maybe i think 11 years later 91 91 yeah also i just looked her up she's worth 55 million dollars so i don't feel too bad for her i don't feel too bad and i and i wonder if she looks back on this album with fondness Mm, i bet you she does i honestly i bet you she does like oh that's where i started it's where i cut my teeth sure sure well because i was gonna say she's come out like recently with you know the more conservative crowd is mad at her for some of her statements she's made about being LGBTQIA plus affirming and things like that. And she just kind of doubled down and was like, well, deal with it. Yeah. So, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have a lot of respect for her now. Like, not that I didn't back then. I didn't actually know what she did back then, but like as an adult, mm-hmm. I could say I have a lot of respect for her. Um, especially after hearing just some of her, like she had like, open heart surgery in the last year she was in like a a, like a bike accident too and just like bounced back from it and and she played the nurse in a week away yeah she's still a registered republican (laughs) Um, this doesn't matter y'all i'm just i'm just looking up information (laughs) on google no it is what it is um no i i i think we if she just named the album like daddy's eyes or something or like how about daddy's watching daddy's watching it maybe would have stuck with me more but my father's eyes is a little i don't know sleepy that whole album was sleepy well folks it's about that time where we're going to use our manners okay so um just like when they offer you um graham crackers at youth programs for your snaggy snack. Um, I'm coming around with Amy Grant's second studio album, My Father's Eyes. And and Zach, I've got this uh, potentially expired box of graham crackers because I feel like mm. that tracks for churches everywhere. Uh, <laughs> would you like some graham crackers? Here's the thing about graham crackers. They can be the base for something great, like a nice s'more. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. But on its own, many I a mean, pie crust, many a many, pie crust. Yes. yes. On its own, I can deal with it, but I'd rather not. Like, I, I like the three songs that we kind of talked about. And yeah, overall, I think it it showcases her talent. Yes. But I think all the albums that, you know, come after this are leaps and bounds better. And, you know, I mean, I, I get it. She was 18, and I think she, you, you kind of see her take more uh, incentive with her next few albums about kind of like the vibe she wants to put out and the music that she wants to put out there. This kind of felt like, let's throw spaghetti at the wall and see what people flock to. Like, yeah. it feels like that was the case, being that, you know, the other albums kind of find their voice a little bit more. And I think it's cool that she got to have that opportunity but I don't have to eat the graham crackers, if that makes sense. Like I can appreciate what they could be and what they might be next week at youth group when we have the fire pit. But for right now, I'm gonna say, save save the graham crackers for then, and then we can talk. Mm-hmm. All right. Mitch, how about you? So giggle, giggle if you want to, but I know it's still true. He's always gonna love me. So just laugh out if you think I'm uncool. And maybe I am uncool thinking Saving Grand Album is not cool, but the regressive politics and theology of it 
mixed with the sloppy, romantic. This was the original Sloppy White Kiss, y'all. <laughs> and I'm a John Mark defender. I love Sloppy White Kiss. But uh, this is like daddy's looking in my eyes for eight songs. I can't. I can't. It's so uncomfortable. You know, the funny thing is I love snacking on graham crackers, especially the cinnamon sugar ones. Like yes. I can eat, like if it's a little bit different, I'm like, all I need is the graham cracker. And that to me is like the Keith Greens. Like the, there's something a little bit more distinct, at least if not, like, I think like their music was more like, again, like fully formed, had its own sense of self. Like this is what I do. This, I agree with what you said. It's just spaghetti at the wall. It's so many different genres. It's clearly just trying to figure out what people might want from her. Um, and it actually makes me a little bit sad when I, I wouldn't have taken the perspective we took tonight of like looking at all the writers and producers. That's common. That's how music's made. Yeah. But I do like picture maybe this like 18 year old young impressionable artist with like these aged Christian producers and songwriters, you know what I mean? Who are like, well, what you need is to throw a line about evolution in there, honey, and that'll really, you know, sell sell the tickets. Like, I just, I, I think, I don't know who Amy Grant is supposed to be in this. Mm. So, woof, yeah. Boo, one out of ten. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Hmm. So, can I tell a story really quick, though, before, Hanny, you do yours? I, there's a, I'll allow it. There's a story that I love about <laughs> on her... Um, tapestry hymns album where she wanted to do the um what's the what's that song with the um softly and tenderly and she was like but i didn't want it to be so country bumpkin-esque and like her sitting in the studio for hours and hours and hours until like she, her drummer played a drum beat and she went that's it that's how this isn't gonna have that come home energy to it and like listening to it i think it's a great version of that song so nice. i'm it's like it's cool to see how far she's come from from then there you go yeah um well no you know i think there's a part of me that is reflective on making it in the music industry is definitely a, as we saw in grace unplugged ah! oh, yeah. they're gonna make you do horrible hor no but i i think there's the standard of you're trying to fit an image and a, a style that's marketable and i don't think like this feels i you know maybe i'm wrong maybe this was amy's original style and they made her change it over time but it just like i liked i like 90s Amy's music. I think that, again, I think Heart and Motion's her best album. Mm -hmm. um, and just my personal preference. So I don't think this is a like a songwriting standpoint. Uh, yeah, there's the couple that I think are kind of fun, but like, no, I don't think this is a great album. in conclusion folks uh amy grant's first album if you're a fan of like 70s music and you want to like check out some of the songs you know like go for it um but no, oh, might i introduce you to Joni mitchell carol <laughs> king you know there's so many yeah. others yeah not her best work but uh speaking of best i have some of the best people with me tonight uh my wife and my best friend uh mitchell is there anything that you would like to plug? It's not a joke for me anymore, folks. I'm very close to 500 connections on my LinkedIn. I'm so close to it. <laughs> and I've been told the algorithm rewards those who reach 500 connections. So please, I'm in Mitch Dupree on LinkedIn. Endorse me for a couple skills. You've heard some of those skills tonight. Podcasting, uh, film and music criticism. Sure, whatever you want. <laughs> let's, let's connect. Let's get professional. Yep. Let's get professional. 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 <laughs> uh, hit, the link will be in the show notes, people. Um, Hannah. Um, I would say don't find me on LinkedIn because it's very underdeveloped. Um, no. For real, though, at Godfellas the Pod, if you're not following and you just hear me say it every week, now's the time. Take out your phone, pull over, take out your phone. <laughs> Follow Godfellas the Pod on Instagram. 
And while you're at it, follow at the Honey Initiative on Instagram. That's Zach and I's um, worship page for our worship music. And I think be on the lookout because we've been talking about some fun Christmassy Advent things we'll be doing music-wise this Christmas season. So um, I'm going to be plugging that for a few weeks so you can be reminded to check out what we are going to do. And if you're trying to listen to um, Christmas music, I do have a song out um, with the group Unbound that I am am with. Uh, It's a worship collective I'm with. It's called Away in a Manger by Unbound. Um, Stream it. Stream it, yeah. Uh, And I would like to plug the Boston Bruins because they're having a great season so far. And I don't have anything else that I... (laughs) have anything real that i want to plug no no i i just i just want to say folks um as this is a serious thing as we're coming into the season of thanksgiving it can be easy to uh you know kind of get swept up in family stuff and you know kind of getting ready for christmas and and things like that and i would just say you know take take the time if you have friends if you have family if you have people who you want to who you're especially thankful for, let them know, you know, um, it, it goes a long way. And sometimes we might feel like it's trite to maybe just say to someone thinking of you, but I would encourage you in this season to really just like, let the people that you love, let them know that you love them, you know, and, uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving everyone. Yeah. And you know, we're just, we're so glad again, Mitch, that that you're here so so soon after your wedding and we said on the episode earlier that uh that's a nice ring you got there um it is look at that mitch got married by the way mitch got married yeah last sunday last sunday last sunday yeah and you know speaking of rings um there may be another ring in the godfellas future real soon what a princess cut oh a second A second princess cut. Princess cut two. Hearts on fire. That's the real name of that Christian movie. Girl it can't be. I'm sorry, I did that transition. I'm so sorry. Oh man. Oh boy. Please write a song for that episode called Hearts okay. on Fire. Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh wait, yeah. we should do that. I'll start working on it right now. Yeah. But until then, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Miss Hannah. And I'm Mr. Mitch reminding you to giggle if you want. I'm falling and this is a lie